So today we want to start with Galatians 2.20. Are you there, saints? I'm reading from the King James. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God. Another version says, in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. 1 Corinthians 9.27 But I buffet my body. This is not Warren Buffett. But it says, I discipline, I beat my body and bring it into bondage, lest by any means after that I have preached to others, I myself should be rejected. He says, I beat my body so that I bring it to what? To bondage, to subjection. Are you still there? And that's it. Would you, do you mind coming, helping us with the old man and the body? Can you find the old man and the body where they are? They hid this time. They hid behind the guitar. The old man and the body. So the Bible tells us in Genesis that when God was making man, he prepared a body for him. You remember we spoke about that. Now, here we have what? The body, right? You still remember? So we said this is the body that God made. And then he breathed into man. And the Bible says man became a living soul. But man sinned and man died to God. So, but man still has a body. Right? But... He is now the source of his life. He is now the old man full of sin. You remember that? So because this man is dead to God, we said when we, we came to Christ, this man was circumcised. So he was cut from the body. Right? This was the spirit man. He died. And was buried with Jesus Christ. And now he was resurrected with Christ as a new man. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, the new man is created after God. The new man is full of the life of God. The new man thinks the thoughts of God. The Bible tells us in, 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 in 1 Corinthians 2, it says we have the mind of Christ. So the new man is full of the will of God. Are you still following? But the new man, this man has to be connected. He has to live again in the body. So who is born again? The new man is born again. Are you still, you still remember? The body, is the body born again? No. Remember, now the body, this body, last week we showed you, has what is called the law of sin and death. In the flesh lives what is called, in Romans chapter 7, he says, in the law of my mind, in the law of my spirit, the spirit is born again. Are you following? So in the law of the spirit, according to Romans 8, in the spirit lives the law of life. What kind of life? John 10.10. 10. Abundant life. 
the spirit, your spirit, knows that you deserve better than what you have now. Your spirit knows you are better than what you are now. You are not only a child of God, but you are a victor in God. But remember, we live in a body. And we live life through the soul. So now the body is not born again. So in the spirit, what do we have? The law of life. Are you there? The new man is born again. He has what? The law of what? Of life. The body is not born again. So in the body, we have the law of sin and death. Are you following? Now, the Bible says, when I want to do God, to do good, because in my mind, I delight in the law of the spirit. I want to do good. You know, you want to pray. You know, but I promise somebody, you want to do good things. So he says, when I want to do good, coming from the law of life in the spirit, I find another law in my body, the law of what? Sin and death. Now he says, when I want to do good, evil is right here with me. Are you following? So which means the flesh and the spirit are in contradiction. The soul... The soul, which is our will, our emotions, the mind, all of these things is how we live life now. Are you following? So, I'm a spirit man. I live in a body, but I possess a soul through which I live life. Does that make sense? So, as I live life, I think through my mind. My mind is not born again. My mind still has the thoughts of the old man who's already dead and buried. Are you following? So here's what happens. Not all life is the same. There is the principle of life. There is the Zoe life. What is the difference? God spoke those things that be not as though they were and they became. You remember Genesis chapter 1. Let there be plants. The plants teamed up from the, 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 the soil. So plants are living, you understand that? Animals are also living, right? Did God breathe into animals to live? No. Did God breathe into plants? No. But he brought them to be by the principle of life that is in him. But he did not breathe himself into them. So which other, in other words, a plant is alive but does not have a soul. So a plant cannot say, I'm tired of this garden. Eh? Next door now. I want to go and be planted next door. No, 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 no. The plant is alive but does not have a decisive mind to move to another garden. Are you following that? An animal is better than a plant. An animal can rebel, but the animal still does not have in itself to rationalize. Right, today, man, let us not behave like animals. That's why if you do not behave properly, they say you behave like a what? An animal, because they see you, you are not rational. You do not show that you have the God kind of influence in your life. 
So because the soul is such an important thing, we have a crisis. New man after God. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. But the new man lives in a body of sin and death. So in between, here is the soul. The soul, the mind follows what the soul dictates. If the soul says, mind, we go left, rather, body, we go left, guess where the body goes? Are you still there? So which means the spirit is clear about what it wants. Your spirit knows exactly what it wants. The flesh is clear about what it wants. Your soul has to decide which direction you live. Does that make sense to us? So which means our problem is not really the spirit. It's not really the flesh. Our problem is our soul. The mind the will, the emotions. What we do here depends whether we live in the spirit or in the flesh. Thank you, sir. So which means, what are we trying to sort out in our lives? Our soul area. Are you still there? So what are we trying to help you with? He says, I, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I. Now you must understand. He speaks about the I. He says, I discipline my body. Which means he says, I am not my body. Otherwise he will say, I discipline myself. He says, I discipline my body. Who disciplines the body? I, the spirit man, through my soul, I discipline my which means I have a disciplined soul that brings my body to discipline. Are you still with us? He says, I beat this body so that when I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. So which means if you don't deal with this thing called the body where the flesh lasts live, sorry, we can pray for you until next year. You're not changing. That's simple. How's that? Are we still together, saints? So a few things we need to remind ourselves. Number one, we said, to be seated with Christ, you must be born again. Right? You what? Must be born again. Other people have the thinking that there are other ways to, there are no other ways. There is only one way. Jesus Christ. If you, you, you drive around, you will see on a taxi, it's written the S is the way. You've never seen it. You have. Good. If you've seen it, let me tell you. Yes, S is the way. But to hell. To destruction. To the Father, there's only one way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes through another man to the father. There is only one mediator be between God and man, and that is the man, Jesus Christ. 
for there is no other name given to men on earth, on, uh, in heaven, on earth, and the earth below by which we can be saved, except the name Jesus Christ. Are you there? You can't go around saying, I'm from this and that church. There is no name except the name of Jesus. I, I, I belong to this religious group. There is no name but the name of Jesus Christ. Are you still there? So saints, number one, you must be born again. Jesus said to, 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 to Nicodemus, verse 3 of John 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can claim all you want, you won't be seeing the kingdom of God. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That is born of the spirit is spirit. So Jesus says, do not marvel. Don't act surprised. Don't listen to people telling you stuff. I am saying to you, you must be born again. You can't be a churchgoer. You can't go around saying, I love God, you know, and filling the forms and saying I'm a Christian. You are not. Let me tell you. Romans 8 verse 9, it says, but you are not in the flesh. If the spirit of God is in you, you are born again. But if you don't have the spirit of God, you are not a child of God. How do we know that? Romans, uh, John chapter 1 verse 12, remember. But to as many as received him. Received what? Him. Who's the him? The word that was in the beginning. Those that have believed. To them he gave the right. You understand when they say right, it means you did not have before. To them he gave what? The right to be called children of God. Which means if you are not born again, you have no right to say I'm a child of God. How How it even gives you a distinction. It says, children not born of the blood, nor of the will of man, but born of God. We are born of the flesh, but you cannot be qualified by that. You have to be born of God. Are you still there? But then how are we saved? Remember these things. When you think people know it, they say, I am saved. How are you saved? I go to Cosmo City Church. You are confused. Nobody saved by going anywhere except to Jesus. So Ephesians, my verse tells us 2 verse 8, For by grace you were saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. It's a what? It's a gift. What do we do with gifts? We receive them, we do not pay for them. Are you still there, saints? Romans 2 verse 4 says, Or do you despise the riches of his, the goodness of God or his forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads to repentance? Repentance comes through the goodness of God to you. You see, when you think, I feel like going to church today, that is God working in you, trying to bring you towards himself. You remember that day when you felt like, I have to go to church. I've not been going to church for long. Ah, you don't understand. It's not you desiring to go to church. It is the goodness of God working in you. Are you following? You think God will just bring that desire for you to come to church and let you go home unsaved? 
He wants you to be saved because you must be born again. How's that? In Acts 2.37, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, unto the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you want to be saved, do what? Repent. What do I repent from? From unbelief, from thinking there's another way. There's no other way. You must change your mind. If you go to Sangomas, you'll be saved. You won't. You'll only be paying every year for a cow. In fact, Romeo is nice. We would have eaten it. But you, you go away. Hell. So the Bible says, repent and believe in the name of Jesus Christ. And then you will receive what? The Holy Spirit. Which means the Holy Spirit does not come to a person who has not repented or accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Why? Because Jesus is God's gift to the dying world. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to his children. Are you there? You remember where we used to attend church, you and I? You, you, you act like you forgot. Let me remind you. Where we used to sing, Ane, nane, <laughs> and then people start prophesying. You, you remember? Ah, sorry for you. We'll tell you. Ah, ask us over again. He comes from there. And then people start prophesying. Ho, ho. Ah, you stepped on a five cent. Now you have bad luck. Listen. How about profit? When you are not born again, you have no the spirit of God. And people say, People say as they prophesy, they have the spirit. Can I tell you? They do have the spirit, but not the spirit of God. A demonic spirit. The spirit that is found in Acts chapter 16 through that girl who used to predict the future. You remember? These are the men of God. But it's a demon. And most of you believe that demons just lie. Demons don't always lie. They can build on the foundation of truth to enslave you through a lie later. Think about demons that lied in the Bible. In the Old Testament, they spoke about a lying spirit that will be on the tongues of the prophets. But look at the demons in the New Testament. You remember the demons that came to Jesus? When they saw Jesus, they said, Ha, ah, Jesus, you have come to torment us. You are the son of... Were they lying? No. Did that demon lie when it was saying, I am legion or legion because we are many? No. Was the demon lying when it says, These are the men of God? No. But you see, they will tell you the truth. That's why you can go to a sangom and they will tell you the truth and enslave you after. They will put the spirit of fear in you. How will a sangom From there, you live in fear. How's that? True, you've been there. Don't act like you've not been. 
Acts chapter 16, verse 8. He says, when the jailer brought them out, he says, sirs, what can I do to be saved? Which means he has a direct question from the Bible. What can I do to be saved? If you don't know what you must do to be saved, here's the direct answer. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved, you and your household. There is no other way to be saved but the name of in Romans 10, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Because if you shall confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For it is written, whoever believes in him shall not be shamed. You shall not be shamed. So when I come to Jesus, I can know not only will I be saved, but I also won't be shamed. How many people are in the church? They say they believe in Jesus when they don't. Look at the shame in their lives. Eh? You come to church, then you go to a spiritual, uh, whatever, a spiritist. And you see, we're all laughing. If God was to show us people who go, who believe that, no, they can't just pray for me. They must give me something to chew. We'll give you nothing. Chew on the word of God. Men shall not live by chewing stuff, but men shall live by the word of God. Ah, you see, it's a pity. I'm still praying, God, give me a discerning spirit so that we can start showing you that this one goes to a sangom. This one goes to a palm reader. <laughs> because in the church, we all laugh, right? And the way now who's used by the spirit of God for discernment, you are sitting there. Tina, we are teaching. That's our gift. Luana, you must expose them. But don't worry. If you stay, still stay there, God will raise other people. Hopefully, he raises me to see that. You. <laughs> Are you still there, Saint? So what does that mean? It means when I am in Christ, I must expect to walk over shameful situations. Be saved, unashamed. Walking in confidence. Are we still there? So few things, therefore, we need to talk about. When we're talking about being in Jesus, what are the connotations or the implications of our position? Remember, I'm just summarizing these things we spoke about them. We know we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places in authority again. Now let's just underline a few things. Number one. When we are seated with Christ, the Bible declares that we have authority over evil powers. In 1 Peter, I'm going to read through and then I'll explain. 1 Peter 3 verse 22, it says, Who is gone, speaking of Jesus, into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Eri, more just so I do think. 
Matimona, everything meyoshe, they are subject to him. They can't just move. You remember the Bible says, when demons saw him, they had to even ask permission. Send us to the pigs. In First Peter, that's where we read again. Where we are born again of the incorruptible seed. So when we have this authority, in Romans 8, 38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, shall separate us from the love of God. You realize how much power is there? The love of God is so strong for us than the evil we face. Just to the intent, Ephesians 3.10, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, God's manifold wisdom may be seen through the church. God says, I want to show demons who I am through the church. And I read a few things. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him, speaking of Jesus Christ, all things were created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they, are, they be thrones, Dominions or principality or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And then it tells us that he triumphed over those things. So here's what I want you to learn. I jumped to this, I'm going to read it because it's important for you to. In our spiritual state, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 says, You and I. We are born again, not of incorruptible seed, or rather of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lasts forever. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Wherefore we, we faint not, but though outwardly we are decaying, yet our inward man is renewed. 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. Says, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for the seed of God remains in him, and he cannot sin. So I want us to go through this. Let me slow down a bit. You and I are born again. Again. We are born again of incorruptible seed. Are you following? But when we read about the word, the body, this body, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 tells us that this body is sown in corruption. What does that tell us? The body is decaying. The spirit is never going to decay. Now here's what most of us don't understand. My spirit that is born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God cannot be corrupted by the devil. How nantwe satan aka yetza moye ngwaka 
who bodhisattva what God has done. Are you there? So here's the reality. The devil has access to every other thing but my spirit. Do you follow that? Number one, all material things, the devil can touch them. Whether you have money, whether you have houses, you know the devil can steal everything you have. By the time you get home, you'll find that you are left with what you are wearing. You know that. Everything was appearing. Why? Because the Bible calls him the God of this world. He can take everything. That is why he says to Jesus, all these things on earth are given to me. Who gave them to him? Adam. I agree we were supposed to reign and rule. We were supposed to be the God of this world. Adam gave authority to the devil. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and what? I can show. So I can't do anything. That is why the Bible says, do not store your treasures on earth where the thief comes. Are you there? But the devil can also access your body. He can afflict you with diseases. Satan, That is why the Apostle Paul says... The devil sent me a messenger to torment me in my body. And I cried out to God three times. I say, Lord, remove the thorn in my flesh. Where? In my spirit. No. In my flesh. In my body. The devil can torment you in your body. The devil can torment you in your mind. Because he has access, he can plant thoughts. That is why other people are, have thoughts of discouragement. I am useless, I am worthless, I want to kill myself. They have suicidal thoughts. Why? Because the enemy plants them. Because the mind is part of the soul. Why? Because Satan, can have these thoughts in your head. That's why the Bible says, renew your what? James chapter 1, when you read from verse 22 to 23, in fact, to 25, you can take it up to 25. When we must not just be hearers, but doers. It says, then we must receive with meekness the engrafted word. This word can save your soul. What does that tell you? Your spirit is soul, is saved. Your soul is being saved, your body will be this body is going to die. doesn't matter what you do. Unless Jesus comes before you die. Are you following? But you need to straighten up upstairs. So when we are understanding that outside in this body where there's the law of sin and death, I am decaying. But inside I am being renewed. The new man continues to be renewed. So when it comes to demonic forces, understand that number one, the Bible says God created all these beings. We read last time that the devil was not created evil. 
He was created perfect. Until evil was found in him. And he corrupted the rest. But still they owe their existence to God. That's why they are subject to God. And so you and I are in Christ. Do you understand? They are subject to Christ. You and I are in Christ. And Christ is in us. Does that make sense to you? Do you understand what does that mean? If they obey Christ, they can obey me if I'm, I'm fully clothed with Christ. That is why in, 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 when they came, the sons of Sceva said, in the name of the Jesus. I like the version. Read another version. It says, of the Jesus. That Paul preaches. The demon says, Jesus I know. Why? Because I'm subject to him. If he says, don't, I can't. Paul I know. If he says, get out of him, I can get out. Who are you? And the Bible says the devils beat them such that even though the place where they were was not a beach, they walked around with their natural suits. <laughs> Bleeding. Why? They did not cover themselves with, we are clothed in Christ. That's why the Bible says, our, Jesus is our Life. Are you still there? Should we try and finish? Thank you. So we have authority. We're clear about that. Few, few more things. If you and I understand we have authority, we must also understand we have resurrection power. The Bible says, Ephesians 3, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we can ask or imagine through the power that is at work where? In us. When it explains Matamudim, this power is like the power. It is the power that he wrought when he raised Jesus from the dead. It is the power that he You remember what happened when Jesus was resurrected? The graves opened. There was, there, there was an earthquake. There was... On that day. So that power, the Bible says, is in us. But that power that wants to... Is restricted by your soul. By your carnal thoughts. Because the inner man, the spirit man says, I want to show that God lives in me. And the body says, no, I want to do sin. But you see, the spirit man cannot work where God is opposed. If you oppose God in your mind, God can't work through you. That's why in some place Jesus could not perform miracles because the Bible says they were offended by him. But uh, this guy, don't we know him? Renewal of the inner man. The inner man is being renewed. We spoke about that. Are you aware of that? Don't walk around thinking, oh, I feel so down. Yes, because this thing is dying. Better hear what Paul is saying. Bodily exercise profits. Even though it's a little. If you don't want this thing to die fast, exercise. But at least, no, it's still dying. But it profits a little. 
you're not going to die of cholesterol. You understand what I'm saying? Conforming to Christ. When we are seated with him, we conform to him. The Bible says we put on the new man who is like God. Hmm? Don't worry, we're going to get to that point. First John chapter 5 says, we have victory in life. For whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the son of God? Here's what I want you to see. The spirit man says, I want to overcome the world by faith. Right? Let me ask you a question. You understand the spirit man is born again. The flesh is not. Your soul, depending on what you do with it, is getting born again, sanctified. So your body listens to what your soul says. Are you there? Here's a question. When you are not in the word of God, Jesus, when the devil comes to him, he tempts him. He's speaking to his soul. He says, Use your will to turn the stones into bread. Are you following? Jesus uses the word. He says, it is written. Are you there? What do you use when you are tempted? You are, you, by now you understand why you are defeated, isn't it? Because you can't use any other thing. I'm just imagining... The devil comes to you. He tells you, you are useless. You are this, you are this, you are that. You committed sin. You and the spirit man rises in you. The Bible says, greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. The one that is in us wants to tell the devil, devil, get thee behind. I don't know what you are thinking, but he wants to tell the devil, fufa. Watch. But then when in your soul, the anointing wants to come. Why? Because we are in Christ, the anointed one. So, a man wants to come out and cast the devil. The flesh says, so what do you say? Instead of rising up in faith and say, get thee behind, you listen to the, the, the flesh that says, what about tomorrow? When he comes again, what will you do? When he comes again, I'll do the same thing. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The formula does not change. Chalezwin. What more do you want? It's always like that. Are you following? So now, saints, here's the part that I want us to address. Where are my notes? If I don't have them, don't worry. I don't need them. Agree, you know. I'm just trying to keep up to what challenges of the soul. The body is not born again. The body is going to always be a problem. Why? Because the law of sin is there. That's why the Bible calls it the last of the flesh. 
that thing is a problem. The spirit is born again. What are we dealing with? The soul. The emotions, the mind, the will. So few things you need to go and do. If you don't do them, be happily defeated. Okay? Don't go around, Pastor, can you pray for me? I'll pray for you. But you see, other things, they don't go out unless you deal with them. You deal with them through the word of God. Other things go out through corporate prayer. Others through prayer of agreement. So a few things. Number one that you need to do, the challenges of the soul. Renew your mind. Which means, read yourself of carnal or fleshly thinking and line your thoughts with the word of God through reading, studying, listening, meditating and confessing and obeying the word of God. Do not be full of Hollywood, we told you last time. Be full of the holy word of God. Bazalan. I'm going to try and preach this if I'm still in this church until I die. You watch too much TV. You read material that has no benefit whatsoever. TV TV, TV does not renew your mind. It reinforces the corruption that is already there. I once heard someone watching TV. Hmm? And there was this character on TV. I'm not talking about you. Lou, I never heard you, but at this time, I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm just relating another incident. And this person said, Hey! Can you believe? They are watching a character on how I hate this person. You see what is happening? You are reinforcing the corruption that is already in you. You are supposed to listen to something that says, and when he was stoned, Stephen raised his voice unto heaven and say, do not count this sin against them. What does that teach you? Next time I will speak like Stephen. I'm waiting for them. Cast a stone. When you cast a stone, <laughs> I got an opportunity. I forgive you. But since you are not listening to what Stefan did, you're not listening to, Father, forgive them, they know not. How about we TV? And today you are laughing, right? Don't worry, no problem. Number two, you need to have your emotions restored. The Bible says, get rid of all bitterness and anger and what, what. Because all these things are unprofitable for you. You know how many of us know that forgiveness is as necessary as breathing. But we still choose not to forgive. Let me tell you, God cannot work where he's opposed. If you oppose God in your heart, you will reap what you are sowing. Number next, read yourself of emotional filth. Pride. 
You know those people who think they are better than others? Let me tell you what the Bible says. Pride comes before fall. God says, I hate. You know when God says, something. That's not a small matter. I hate a haughty spirit. So get rid of Stop classing people. Ah, they don't belong to my class. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> You're not better than anyone. You understand that? All are in the image of God. If you don't want the devil to defeat you, have a clear conscience before God. And lastly, the challenges of the body, stuff you need to deal with when it comes to your body. Number one, discipline your body. What did Paul say? 1 Corinthians 9.27 I discipline my body. Do not allow your body restrict your appetites. All appetites. Every desire in your life must be restricted. Hunger unrestricted is gluttony. When you see food, wow. Mm, wow, you are always eating. Let me tell you, overeating is sin. You don't know that. Today you know. So, yeah? Bodily exercise, profit. Why? Because, friends, when you let your body eat when it wants to eat, there are demons that only come with fasting and prayer. You are already defeated. Because you let your body run the, 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 the home. Eh? Restrict your eyes from seeing things it's not supposed to see. Because when you have lust, you will have seen stuff. That's why people are hit by cars looking at the skirt. <laughs> Restrict yourself from speaking. You know gossip is an overflow of an unstoppable tongue. Where words are many, sin is not absent. I'm sure the point is clear, isn't it? Let's not kill it. So don't let your body run amok like an unleashed dog. You know those bulldogs? When it wants to run and then you, you, you let the leash, it's going to bite other dogs. Don't let your body make you like that. Point taken, isn't it? Offer your body as a living sacrifice. After all, it is the housing of God's spirit. The Bible says it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let's just put it here. Have you ever wondered why they advertise food, Kellogg's, advertise cars, advertise houses, advertise thin stuff, but they show a semi-naked woman? You've never seen that. I'm happy for you. Where I live, they advertise everything with naked people. 
Why? Not only because sex sells. I get they know they are appealing to the flesh that is in you. But here's what they are also doing. They are dishonoring the glory of God on the body of a woman. And guess who lets them do it? You. They, when they look at the temple of God, they desecrate it. So that it looks shameful. And guess who's supporting it? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Look at how you are dressing. You have no revelation that you have incubated the God of creation in this body. The one that you allowed the world to tell you. Let me tell you. Here's a simple tip before we go home. Eh? When you have a mini skirt, <laughs> not mini Cooper, mini skirt, <laughs> let me give you an advice. What must you do with it? Don't tell me. Let me tell you. <laughs> Don't burn it. Okay? That should make you feel comfortable, right? Wear it at home <laughs> when your husband is there and you can pull it up if you want. Where? Where? For your husband. Don't bring it here. Yeah, your husband is not here. The glory of a woman must be revealed to her husband. What if I'm not married? No problem. <laughs> Wear it. Wear. And then look at the mirror. You can lift it if you want to. And say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your thoughts, Lord, towards me. When you come to church, cover the marvelous things. Are you there? When you come to church and we deal with you because we want you to learn to honor the incubator of God's glory. Yeah, they don't have a fashion sense. We do. We just have a better revelation than you. We are aware that this is a very expensive commodity because it carries the God of heaven and you don't understand. You just carry it around like a cheap thing. So finally, exercise yourself unto godliness. Fast, pray, get into the word, reduce your attention on TV. Whilst talking about exercising yourself, Let's stand up.